Welcome to Two Minute Warning, a countdown of the most important news in sports business. This podcast is a weekly recap of my favorite stories and headlines from the Two Minute Warning newsletter. It's brought to you by me, Brad Waldstriker, podcast producer Zev Rand, and editor Annie Waldstriker. We hope you enjoy and don't forget to subscribe. Let's get right into the first topic. On last week's podcast, I discussed Topps' plans to go public through a SPAC in a deal that values the famous baseball card company at $1.3 billion. This week, we're going to talk about Topps releasing its first MLB NFT collection. On April 20th, Topps will offer 50,000 digital packs containing six cards for $5 and 24,000 packs containing 45 cards for $100. As I predicted last week, Topps releasing MLB NFTs was inevitable since NFTs are the new hot thing. A quick calculation shows that Topps will earn $2.659 million from these pack releases, which is quite the chunk of change. It actually makes me wonder how long it takes Topps to earn that much money from selling physical cards. There's a few things I like about Topps' platform, especially in comparison to NBA Top Shot. First, one-of-one cards. While most of the cards sold will be common, meaning that many versions of that card exist, it seems like approximately 433 cards in these packs will be labeled as legendary exclusive, meaning that only one version of that card will ever be released. To my knowledge, NBA Top Shot does not offer any one-of-one versions of any moment. I love the idea of only creating one card because it truly creates a rare commodity that has made other NFTs, like artwork, extremely valuable. For example, Twitter founder Jack Dorsey sold only one version of his first ever tweet for an insane $2.9 million, and an artist named Beeple sold a one-of-one piece of art for $69 million. The second thing I like about Topps' platform is trading in. Topps will allow collectors to trade in five select cards during a five-week window for a chance to receive exclusive cards. This is similar to NBA Top Shot's challenges, but with Top Shot, a user who completes a challenge retains their cards. I'm curious why Topps is requiring a trade-in where a user would lose their cards. My guess is that this is all part of Topps' plan to create a friendly trading environment. What I mean by this is that Topps' platform seems to encourage trading cards, which is something that we all did as kids with baseball cards. This whole trading approach is extremely different than what NBA Top Shot does with their platform. On Top Shot, trading isn't allowed, and that whole platform, from my experience, is more of an aggressive marketplace environment. Simply put, on NBA Top Shot, everyone is just trying to make as much money as possible. By creating this friendlier platform, Tops may be setting themselves up for long-term success. In next Wednesday's newsletter, I'll let you know if I scored a Tops NFT pack. Let's get right into the second topic, MLB's game-length issues. Amid tanking MLB TV ratings and overall pessimism about the future of the sport, the MLB has implemented several rule changes over the past two seasons to speed up games. The rule changes that the league made include 1. Seven-inning doubleheader games, 2. Starting a player at second base in extra innings, and 3. Pitchers must face a minimum of three batters. I was curious to see how these changes were affecting game length, so I went to check the data on Baseball References website. Shockingly, I discovered that through 143 games this season, MLB games are averaging the longest time of game in the sports history at 3 hours and 13 minutes per game. It's pretty crazy that even with all the rule changes mentioned, the problem has only become worse. I'm starting to think that maybe the MLB should just accept the fact that the games will always be longer than three hours on average. Tinkering with the rules and making drastic changes only frustrates true baseball fans. Many fans have expressed outrage about the extra inning rule, 
but I actually don't mind it since the worst thing about baseball is 15 inning games where teams burn out their pitchers. So what might be the real reason for why the time of games has continued to increase? My guess is that it's the amount of pitchers each team uses per game, which is currently at an all-time high of 4.45 per team per game. For reference, in 1978, when the average time of game was only 2 hours and 30 minutes, each team used only 2.4 pitchers per game. I reached out to my most knowledgeable baseball friend I know, my law school friend Ben, to hear what he had to say about this. Ben said that he thinks the 4.45 number will decrease as the season progresses because teams are being extremely safe in building up their starters after such a short COVID season last year. He also agrees that the games are too long, but he doesn't think there's any real way to fix the issue. Instead, he made a great point. If baseball is just trying to attract younger fans, it needs to stop obsessing over the length of games and find ways to market their young players better. Great point, Ben. The NFL and NBA are both leagues that have mastered marketing young players, whether it's Patrick Mahomes or Zion Williamson. Nobody can say the same about the MLB, whose commissioner insults star players like Mike Trout over their lack of marketability. MLB has been in crisis mode for a few seasons, and it doesn't seem like they have the right leaders to positively shape the sport's future. Now, let's get into the 10-second runoff. 1. Earlier this week, Minnesota's MLB, NBA, and NHL games were postponed in the wake of the shooting of Dante Wright. 2. Britt Reed, the son of Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reed, was charged with driving while intoxicated, which resulted in a 5-year-old girl suffering a serious brain injury. If convicted, Reed could face up to 7 years in prison. 3. Hideki Matsuyama won the Masters and $2 million, but proceeded to board a commercial flight last Monday while holding the legendary Masters green jacket on its arm. 4. More people tuned into the Masters than in November, but the ratings were the lowest for a regularly scheduled Masters tournament in the modern Nielsen ratings era. 5. The NFL sent a memo that non-vaccinated team personnel will have limited access this upcoming season unless they object to the vaccine on medical or religious grounds. Since the players are unionized, any vaccination policy would have to be agreed to in the CBA. 6. Umpire Joe West won a $500,000 defamation suit against ex-catcher Paulo Duca, who claimed that West expanded the strike zone for Billy Wagner in return for West having access to Wagner's vintage car. The court's analysis rests on the fact that West never umpired a game in which Wagner pitched to Duca during a specific time frame. 7. Timberwolves' first overall pick, Anthony Edwards, clearly knows nothing about baseball or pop culture, as he admitted that he never heard of potential new owner Alex Rodriguez until this week. 8. Saints star running back Alvin Kamara claims he hasn't even spent $1 of his football salary, instead relying on endorsements. 9. Is there such thing as a perfect, perfect game? North Texas softball pitcher Hope Troutwine struck out all 21 batters in a perfect game. 10. Coinbase, the cryptocurrency company, went public on Wednesday through a direct listing that will potentially make the company worth $100 billion. One of the listing's biggest winners, Kevin Durant, who invested in the company at a $1.6 billion valuation. I guess the rich get even richer. Now that is what I call an all-out blitz. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, sad times, bad vibes, damn lies and day eyes, break ties with bad lies. Saying that they messing with me Try to slide tackle but I'm messy